0: Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal, and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening
1: to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media.
2: Well, hello, in gravel
1: we roam. I know I have my hat on from. I um, love that hat. I love this hat too because it's very subtle. People yeah. are like, "What?" Yeah, anyway, I have a hat on from uh, that I bought at Gravel City Adventures. in important thank you, thank you for your support. <laughs> <laughs> it was also like because I was out at the sag stop and I got soaked and my hair was a disaster. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, "I'm giving you the hat." <laughs> I'm gonna. Do you have any hats? Do <laughs> you still <saw> have hats here?
2: <laughs> that was the day. Yeah, I could not get my clothing right that day.
1: Let's just say that. <laughs> my favorite part of that day, I don't know if I should say this little podcast or not, but you were like, what did you, ha-? you handed us something and you were like, I can't take my sweatshirt off. Oh, I still I don't have, have a beanie, actually. <laughs> um, You're like, I don't have a bra, on, so I can't take my sweatshirt off. I was like, who doesn't wear a <gasps> bra to a race? Do you still have my beanie? I do. Oh, good. I saw when it came, when I unpacked, I was like,
2: huh? <laughs> oh my God. Cause I love that beanie. That's funny. I forgot all about that thing.
1: Well, it was a Garmin beanie. I feel like they could get you another one too. Probably. I mean, I'll bring it to you when I see you next, which I'll I don't know to, when that'll be. I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask Walter.
3: <clears throat>
1: um,
2: yeah, no, I didn't. Well, because I had on a long sleeve shirt and a sweatshirt, I didn't feel like I needed to have a bra on. You do know it was still
1: June in Kansas.
2: I do, but I had left there literally like shivering freezing. They sent me home to go dress warmer and I wasn't, I was dressed in a long sleeve shirt and pants to start with. And then, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why are we talking about that? That's so last month. It was so long ago. So long ago. I still need to do my unbound post. (laughs) Your unbound
1: post. Yeah. I never can do them. Oh, about just all the sweet things on Boundment you. Yeah. It's just always so much. So <sighs> you seem like you're um, feeling quite recovered now.
2: I am. I, I feel good finally. So,
1: oh, well, sweet. how was, uh,
2: how was grounded? Grounded was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, it was, uh, Claire, our friend Claire said it best. It was like pride fest on bikes, man. Um, you know, um, Susan and Kate did an excellent job. Um, j- they just did a great job with it and, um, great venue. Um, I just, I did the 25 mile distance just coming off of everything and really felt like I'd signed up for the 60 and just wasn't in, wasn't ready ultimately. And, you know, woke up in the middle of the night going, you're, you're going to do the 25. Cause that's the smart thing for you to do. And, yeah. um, and wrote it with Abby. Um, we had a blast. So well, uh, I, at least I think we had a blast. They were kind of critiquing <laughs> my pace afterwards. Was like <laughs> All you had to do, I, we were not going fast. Just, they're making that up, but anyway, um, it was fun. It was fun. So <laughs> that's funny
1: so abby felt like you were going too fast or you were going too slow
2: yes they told me that it was definitely not party pace oh and i was party like pace is like variable
1: mm-hmm. for everybody right yeah like, right
2: 100 percent, and that's fine but and they they asked me at one point to ease up a bit and
1: i was like oh sure like i yeah that's I, the I, thing with party pace yeah. you have to like communicate to people yeah, because Like if you're writing with somebody and they need to slow down, they don't know that you need to slow down unless you say, you yeah, know. I was just
2: talking and chatting and, and they were too, yeah. like in fairness, like they were not acting like it was, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty perceptive. So most, most of the time. So anyway, but, um, had some great conversations there, saw a lot of great people, met some new people, um, the way they did the prize purse and, you know, the reverse payout. Um, acknowledging the disparity in the other direction was really fun. Um, The non-binary categories were great. Just, I mean, you know, coming off of Friday or going into that event from Friday with the ridiculous Supreme court decision um, felt like a really great place to lean in and just have a good weekend. So And apologies if you don't, if you agree with Supreme court and disagree with my point of view on it, but yeah, I'm my body, my choice. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're in a, an interesting place in our country right now. There's a lot, we could do a whole podcast on that, but we're not going to, (laughs) um, but yeah, um, I agree. I ended up, um. I took a mountain bike class on Sunday. Oh, wow. I got my days confused. So I showed up to the mountain bike class on Saturday (laughs) and nobody was there. (laughs) But then I discovered I was on this little trail. It's a coma called the pipeline trail, which is some of it's paved and some of it's gravel, but it like, as you're riding it, you're going right toward Mount Rainier. So it's just gorgeous. Like it's like, and it was a beautiful day. The mountain was just majestic so it was, it was really exactly what I needed on Saturday, just some yeah. downtime and easy riding and beautiful views. Um, and then I took the mountain bike class on Sunday, which was really fun. Um, I had a blast. I really, it turns out I like going downhill fast um, on loopy things, but I um, have a lot of bruises on my legs,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: like just like new skills stopping and starting. I hit myself with the pedal about a million times. And so at the gym on Monday, the trainer was like, what did you do over the weekend? And I was like, <laughs> weekend." <"Well>, we can... <laughs> I think I still had chain grease on the back of my legs. <laughs> so, I mean, I got like, I had chain grease all over me just because newbie, right? Like you're yeah. like learning a different position on the bike, but that I missed a big spot on the back of my leg that I had to you have to scrub that stuff off. You do. You got to get after it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but it was nice to be out on a bike again. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was pretty fun. So, um, it was a great weekend of riding bikes. Perfect. Yeah. And we had, we had a heat wave here, which means That's it so was 89 eight. degrees. <laughs> Well, Nebraska got
2: lucky because Kansas, like just three hours south, it was a fricking sauna on Saturday and Nebraska stayed cloud covered and rain actually rained on us. It didn't start getting warm until probably two-ish in the afternoon. So that's, it didn't look like there was shade on that course. Oh no, it's just, no, it's exposed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you're, um, and a couple, you're getting ready for, I'm heading to Petaluma
2: and then I'm headed to Ireland.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: So you've got a lot, a lot coming down. the I do. It's a, it's a big, Um, it's a big July. Yeah. So every, we're going to let everybody know this is not Christy and Catherine's random summer break this time, but the whole podcast will be off for two weeks. All the feisty podcasts will be on break, but what you are going to get to hear is we're going to drop, I believe we're going to drop the title nine podcast. Um, onto our feed. So feisty oh, produced a title nine podcast. My interview is actually next week and Christy. Oh my gosh. This woman is so fun. Her name is um her last name, Joan Cronin. She's the uh, athletic director at the university of Tennessee and she is feisty as fuck. <laughs> She's been there. F A F. She's been there for um, 30 years, a little over 30 years, I think. But she started coaching in 1969, I think. So she started coaching before Title IX. And just like, I was like, why did you want to be involved in women's sports? And she said, well, because when I was a kid and I went to play Little League, they told me I couldn't because I was a girl. So there was nothing for me to do, like as a, a girl, there were no athletic things. And I was like, I'm going to change that as a 12 year old girl. She decided that. And then she moved to Tennessee and she was like, um, her husband was in grad school. And so she just emailed them and she was like, I want to be a coach. And they were like, here, here's two programs that she coached. And so it's just like this crazy, her crazy stories of, I mean, that became one of the Tennessee has become one of the most winningest women's programs Mm -hmm. in the country um, across sports. And so just to, to talk to her and hear the way that she built alliances and the way that she used humor and, Oh, all the stories are freaking inspiring. Yeah. The women so yeah. far that I've listened to. So, um, that podcast is called uh, Nine Voices for Title Nine and the Feisty Feeds, but we'll be dropping it in here. Perfect. So, great. So, you won't get to hear you and I banter, but <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're <laughs> hanging our
1: hat <laughs> on that one. <laughs> uh, but speaking of, uh, equity F-A-F for women. women. <laughs> oh my God. This woman was an FAF woman. <laughs> um, We had Ali on a few months ago and she talked to us about this, the watch the farms. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, you need to meet Kate. H- who has run this campaign at Swift and man, <laughs> she was fun. She was awesome. So we've got Kate Verano
2: joining us. And uh, I mean, honestly, you should be inspired by this. And there's some definitely, definite, some, definitely some actionable items that come yeah, out of I this mean, podcast. Christy
1: may be going to France out of this it's podcast. Super <laughs> yeah.
2: Super easy to do. So listen up, take note, grab your lady friends, make it happen.
1: All right. Well, we're going to get on to our interview, interview with,
2: <laughs> interview with Kate of O. <laughs>
3: Our interview with Kate Marino. <laughs> I feel like
1: doing flash dance right now. <laughs> you are so mean.
3: <laughs> Love. I I'd like probably do the dance. Yeah.
1: I know. It's I'm like, that's
2: what
3: I I think I'm thinking. Between now it's Kate in my and- head. Now it's in my head. <laughs> like, the maniac. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm
1: definitely going to have to put some video on because Christy is, is going like- to be great. Chrissy's wearing her Grounded Nebraska shirt, but it looks like she's doing aerobics from Flashdance or something. It
2: does not.
1: Well, maybe it does. I didn't think it did
2: until you said that. And I'm like, oh, man. And I got my, I got my seventies.
3: You too. You are so (laughs) Everything about this look is so great.
2: (laughs) I'm rethinking my whole existence right now. Thanks, ladies.
1: (laughs) We're back to retro. Okay. And then... (laughs) Uh, if you hear that other voice joining us, we have, a uh, Kate. Verano. Verano. I was Perfect. like, I already, I didn't write it. it down. I already forgot it. Uh, Kate doesn't know that I'm terrible at saying people's names, even if it's Jones. <laughs> <Terrible> <laughs>
3: saying.
1: Uh, and Kate uh, works for Zwift and gets to do some really fun stuff. So this is, if everybody heard, we talked to Allie Tetrick. Uh, She's our this time on the podcast, maybe six weeks or eight weeks ago, and she was talking about a project she's been involved in, and she's like, "You got to meet Kate," and um, I ended up meeting Kate through a business call, and I was like, "Hey, we well, should come on and we should talk about uh, the Tour de France." So here we are. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, okay, you're you're the director of women's programming for Swift. I probably had that completely yep. wrong. Is yeah, that right? Women's
3: strategy. Yep. Women's strategy.
1: Awesome. Mm -hmm. How did you end up there? And do you are you a cyclist? Well, I know you are because I saw your last time we were on. You had all kinds of cycling stuff behind you. But how did how did you
3: how did you get here in this place in your career? This is crazy. Yeah. I love bikes and I am a little I was a little late to the game. I was a basketball player my whole life, college basketball player had, you know, typical, like, uh, you know, uh, knee injuries, and uh, always had a bike and got really into cycling in my mid 20s and ended up racing. I actually the first race I saw was the Philly bike race. I don't know if you remember the Liberty Classic, but it was awesome. And I watched that race. And I was like, I want to do this and uh, ended up racing road bikes for, for quite a bit. And then you know, maybe like five or six years and then uh, ended up like working in the industry. And I worked at the um, T-Town, Town Velodrome in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. And then I worked for a bike tour company, which was really fun. So they're based um, outside of Barcelona. It's called Thompson Bike Tours. Mm-hmm. And I was the marketing director, so um, I would, you know, kind of get people to go on the trips and stuff. But then I also got to go lead the trips for like months out of the year. So I was literally taking people to the Tour de France. So I climb the iconic coals and go see the race VIP style. And uh, then I moved to Los Angeles, and I start to notice that a lot of my clients are on this thing called Zwift. I see it on Strava, and I see like these rides, and they went. Riding in London and Watopia. I'm like, what is this? And I look it up, and they're based in uh, Los Angeles, like Long Beach. So I actually sent them an email. This is like six years ago now. I sent them an email and I was like, hey, let's do like a fun Strava promotion together and do like a challenge where somebody could win a trip to the Tour de France. And we did it, and, and it was really great for Zwift, it was really great for Thompson Bike Tours. We had a blast, I got to know them. And a couple months later, they sort of had this opportunity to work with them. Uh, They wanted to launch this program called Zwift Academy, which was a global talent ID competition in the video game to find the next pro for Canyon Sram Racing. And uh, they knew my race background and stuff. And they were like, we think you're the right person for this. Uh, You know, you want to do it? I'm like, well, you guys are crazy, but let's do this. So that was six years ago. And now we're sitting here talking about the Tour de France Femme of XWIFT. So it's, a, it's crazy. It's really awesome.
2: What is, like, what would you say is the elevator
3: pitch for the Watch the Femmes? Ooh, Watch the Femmes. So we built this really fun campaign around. So we're going to sponsor paris Bay Femme and, uh, and Tour de France Femme of XWIFT. And we needed something that, like, mm-hmm. brought it all together. Um, why we're doing this and what this means. And so we ended up working with this like composite little like ad agency of like five powerhouse ad women and then Ally Tetrick as their like (laughs) cycling expertise. And we worked with them to put together a campaign that was really going to, you know, bring this partnership to life and just get people excited about it. And the whole campaign is called New Rules because it's it's really about like turning the page and cycling is ready. You know, cycling is ready for a, a new inclusive future. Um, it's ready to do things a little differently. And like who better than Zwift, you know, um, because we've been doing things a little bit differently. you know? <laughs> So um, we built this incredible campaign with them with like the number one rule is watch the Fed because the, the, the success, the future of women's cycling depends on people tuning in and and it depends on broadcasts, and that's what brings fans that's what brings sponsors and that has been the thing that separated men's and women's cycling for so long it's just the the ability to see it the racing is phenomenal they just need eyes on it so um with the tour de france fun this year it's so exciting because um you know it's going to be like widely broadcast just like the tour de france and i think more people are going to be introduced to the beauty of women's road racing and the, you know, the incredible personalities, incredible power. So I am walking around everywhere with this cap. It just says, watch the thumb. Like, it's just a simple, clear cut, like message. Like, you know, all I have to do is get people to watch one stage and they're going to be hooked.
1: Nice. Even, I would love, like, taking it back, how did Zwift get involved in
3: sponsoring these
1: big events? Like,
3: Yeah, great question. So it started that first year for Zwift Academy. This is six years ago. We hosted, like, a, a tryout for a pro team on Zwift, and it was a women's program. It was with Canyon Sram Racing, who was like, I don't know if you guys remember them, but when they first dropped onto the scene, they were, I mean, they're still awesome, but, like, they were just, like, hot. They were just, like, they had the Rafa design and like, you know, big sponsors and, and big social media and big presence on that team. And we partnered with them to host this, uh, this talent ID competition and the feedback on it was so great. And it was so exciting to create, you know, some new pathways to the pros for women and to just shine a light on, you know, the women's world tour. So that program was sort of the, the start of us investing in the growth and development of women's cycling. Um, From there, um, when we started, like, you know, there's like big time racing on Zwift. There's like elite racing on Zwift. We actually have an eSports World Championship, like an official UCI eSports World Championship. But when we started racing on Zwift, we did everything equal, equal prize purse, equal broadcast, equal distance, because we can. We're like a virtual company. So there's no reason to do anything different, you know, and the women brought it like they loved it. And, uh, we, we grew a really wonderful women's community, women's race community, training community on Zwift and just recognize that like Zwift offered another opportunity for women racers, um, to be seen and to connect with fans and sponsors, um, you know, to race and be broadcast a bit, you know, this, uh, like a completely on par, uh, you know, with the men. Um, and it's just been, it's been fun to see what, you know, this virtual platform can do because like as a virtual platform, we can kind of create the world that we want to be a part of. So (laughs) it's been, it's been a really wild ride.
2: Did you see those numbers for um, women go up during the pandemic?
3: Yeah, big time. Um, Women, the women's demographic is our fastest growing demographic on Zwift, Um, especially during the pandemic. Um, I mean, my, everything grew a lot during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, you just heard so many women, um, that, uh, you know, either they couldn't ride outside or they were just getting new, they're new into cycling. They needed an outlet. They needed connection. They needed community. Um, and it was really like, it was really powerful during the pandemic to see people kind of come together on the platform. I mean, literally there's countries you literally could not ride outside. So Um, a lot of, and and also like kids at home and work being crazy, like working from home, kids at home, like life being a little crazy and to have that like 45 minutes where you could just connect with other riders and, you know, have some fun and, and get your fitness in and have a little release. Um, I think it was really important. So definitely grew a lot then. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of women have safety concerns too, right? So if you're like, I want to be able to go out and do my group Big rides on time. the weekend or yep. it's just nice yep. to like, I can get yep. done indoors where it's <laughs> no, nobody's going to hit me. Nobody's going to, yeah, you know, that's the
3: main thing we hear from women, the safety, the community and the efficiency, you know, it's all things that we look for, you know, we're busy, you know, we're so busy and like to be able to have like 45 minutes and you know, you're going to have like a nice community to ride with and you know, you're going to be safe from traffic. Uh, it's a, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. InsideTracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. InsideTracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. InsideTracker can also calculate your biological age which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age as well as ways to lower your biological age the thing we love most about inside tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health like food supplements workouts and other lifestyle choices and did you know that you can use your hsa hra and fsa to buy any inside tracker plan which means you can purchase inside tracker using your tax-free dollars oh, And when it gets better for a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So, if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, visit insidetracker.com/feisty. That's insidetracker.com/feisty.
2: Now I'm wondering, like when you're, when you're looking at this, especially when you're talking about like this online community, mm-hmm. um, do you see, um, like groups kind of forming and women connecting just in and of themselves, or
3: is it something that you guys are leading the charge on or it's both, that's the great thing. Um, you know, I've, I've been responsible for, uh, a lot of the women's programs on Zwift. So I love creating, you know, safe spaces for women partnering with like some of the other really progressive partners in the industry, like, like live Rafa, SRAM, specialized um, machines for freedom um, and doing some cool events where, you know um, you know, we're bringing women together that may, that wouldn't have ridden together otherwise. But then Mm -hmm. we see, you know, through these programs and just through the natural um, riding and racing and training on Zwift that women are kind of uh, finding their own crew, like they're finding their own, you know uh you know weekly workout together they're building teams they're building clubs like we have a new like the club functionality in Zwift is really good right now and only getting better and you can you know host your own events and and have your ride leaders and you know connect uh on the platform and stuff and then we see them uh connect also on like we have a great like there's a Facebook page for Zwift ladies only um that is a community page that has like i don't know 10,000 you know members and it's like the the banter on there and the, and the support and the encouragement is like such a special place that it's funny. Cause there's also like a Zwift riders and that's like a lot more like difficult, like bro style, like <laughs> cycling, or it's like, dude, look at my FTP and like, you know, and like the women's community is just like, Hey, come on. Somebody tell me the right saddle, the right bibs so <laughs> Like, you know, like I, I, fi- I finally got the, uh, up the alp in an hour and everybody's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's incredibly supportive and, I've always thought that like, you know, from that first year of Zwift Academy, um, that women use the platform a little bit differently and they do really look to, to boost each other up and to connect. And, uh, and it's, it's a really, it's a special thing. And they honestly, I think they appreciate the social side of the platform more.
1: Yeah. I think I told you, I was on a group ride that was, it was a a live group ride actually. And, um, um, there was a, Coach that was leading it. And he just nice. kind of made off like a joke about, yeah. um, and it wasn't like he wasn't doing maliciously, but he made a joke of like it was some movie quote, but it had to do with yeah. weight. And somebody like immediately women started going, I can't believe that you just made a joke about weight on a woman's group ride. Like, nope. And so I was like, oh, this is a place where women are like, I'm not going to take this shit that I've had to take and nope. every group ride that I've ever been on. <laughs>
3: Exactly. And, uh, and I, I find that in the community, we'll stick up for the Like, you know, like we, you know, it, it's, um, you really see people call people out and it's, uh, I'd say the the women's community on Swift especially is just, yeah, they don't, they don't put up with much of that crap and, and on their rides, it's, uh, it's just, it's really encouraging. You know, it's really, um, it's, it's so much more about celebrating our successes than like pointing out weaknesses or pointing out like calorie burns or, you know what I mean? It's, it's, all bodies, all bikes, kind of thing. It's great. Love that.
2: Yeah, I think I'm hoping that that's it stays that way, right? Yeah, it feels oh yeah, definitely. special.
3: Yeah, no, with like I, I, think that it's a really special place because you, you know, um, you know, it, it's very welcoming. Um, I don't like, you know, it's if you if you want to get into like super racing on Zwift, you can get into super racing on Zwift, but mostly it is like the most welcoming you know, community and there's a little something for everybody. And I'm, I'm always like amazed, like the, the, like the average like pace and the average like watts per kilo is so much lower than you'd think. It's actually like, it's really friendly. It's really accessible. And it just shows you that the cycling community is so much broader than, you know, that we see often, you know, and it, especially uh, in the past five years, how much, how many more people have gotten into cycling and I think Zwift is, is truly a great place for like all levels. Mm-hmm. It's really, a, it, it, there is like something for everybody. And, and it's, I, I hear that a lot that, that people feel like, you know, they can find their, their, their ride on Zwift that, you know, people that want to ride that, that their pace or want to ride, you know, their kind of their style workout or their distance. Um, I mean, with so many riders on the platform, that's kind of the cool thing. Like there's yeah. always thousands of riders, so you kind of always have company. <laughs> yeah. I always have
1: friends. We always have friends. Uh, okay. Well, let's get into the let's get into France. Let's get into the tour. Oof. And yes. uh we we've actually had a couple of conversations that are kind of adjacent to this. So we had Catherine Katherine mm-hmm. Bertine on uh mm-hmm. when her book came out and she talked about the whole history of you know trying to get the women's tour and then getting the mm-hmm. one day. And um, you know, we know that there was a, a the women did ride the tour I believe mm-hmm. um actually Marianne Martin is going to be on our title nine podcast series yes. next she's great the week of the 14th yeah. and talking about her experience I think she, they won in 1982 I believe but that was not 84. owned by the yeah was not owned by the yeah. ASO um so yeah, were you all like did Zwift know this was coming like like what was kind of those final straws because I think Catherine left off where it, maybe it wasn't, it hadn't yet happened. There was just the one yeah. day. So kind of what was that in between that getting that one day and the full, which is a yeah. seven day tour. It's not the 21, like the men's, but. Yep.
3: It's eight. Yep. And it's um. so this is a great story actually. So this is like one of the, one of the few bright lights during the pandemic um, 2020 hit and you know, uh, a lot of people couldn't ride outside. A lot of Europe couldn't ride outside. Like pros could not ride outside. And nobody knew what was going to happen with the Tour de France right away. And we put our heads together with ASO and uh, said, hey, let's let's host an event on Zwift. Let's host like a five-day kind of exhibition style. Invite all the world tour pro teams to race on Zwift, uh, like Zwift style. So like hour-long stages and... We're going to broadcast it because like all like the broadcasters are looking for content, you know, Mm -hmm. like GCN is like, what do we do? Okay, sure. Let's do this. (laughs) You know. Um, And the cool thing is on Zwift, uh, when we started racing, I said we did equal prize first broadcast and distance for men and women always because it's our platform and it's a virtual world and there's no reason not to. And uh, so when we partnered with the ASO for the 2020 Tour de France Virtual. Which was like highly publicized and broadcast, and you know everybody all over it because we were hungry for any kind of cycling content entertainment. Um, so we hosted this five day event, and uh, each day we switched the broadcast. So the first day the men would go first, the next day the women would go first, and and vice versa, you know so and the viewership was just as high for both, and the women's racing was actually better. Because women had actually been using Zwift more and they were more accustomed to actually have a Zwift race. They saw it as an awesome opportunity because the world's watching and we put a lot behind the promotion of it. And it, this was an ASO, actually like a hundred percent like official event. Um, and they brought it, like they brought the energy, the racing was great, the viewership was great and it was a big success. And I think that like opened the door for ASO to finally entertain the conversation of like Let's do a real stage race. Let's give the women what they deserve, you know, and with Zwift as like, you know, this sort of like disruptive little game changing kind of company, um, you know, for us to put our, uh, our our investment and our commitment behind it. It was like what it needed to just take off. And we committed to a four year deal for, you know, uh, eight stages the first year, but we look forward to evolving the race, you know, in a, in a really responsible way that is gonna, you know, that, that everybody's gonna be excited about, but, um, it, that's like that, that's what kicked off the conversation and the momentum since then, like you think about 2020 and now, and you see how much more, um, sponsorship dollars, opportunity broadcast, um, and not just because of us, but just the general momentum because women's racing is great. More people are seeing that and more people are covering that. Um, this is like the perfect time to really launch this event because you know the women deserve this stage. I think I've heard numbers like 70% of annual cycling viewership is actually on the Tour de France, which kind of makes sense because if you talk to a non-cyclist and you're like, hey, I race bikes, they're like, like Tour de France. (laughs) You're like, no, I I don't race the Tour de France, but I do race bikes. (laughs) You know, it's like the one thing that everybody knows, you know, it's the Super Bowl of cycling and women haven't really had that stage. Like what Catherine did was amazing. And like the effort that, that she put into that paved the way for this to happen. But I'm glad that it's you know it's time for you know multi day um, all the iconic jerseys like all the you know the sprinter stages queen stages you know big podium days like it's and and, and most importantly the broadcast you know so I think I I, I think this is uh, this is the start of something great
2: awesome I can't I can't wait
3: I can't wait we're <laughs> gonna be a Europe so Christy excited. you should
1: sneak on over. If
2: you right. are,
3: you just let me know. You've got to get over there. Honestly, like well, I'm really, going to be just, in like, Ireland. <laughs> it's not okay. that far. That's it's a from little France, France to Ireland. Ireland. I know, it's amazing. I'm going to plug real quick. Just the dates. Everybody knows yes. that, that the Tour de France Femme of wift starts on July 24th. And now there's something awesome about this. It starts on the final day of the men's race. So the men come into Paris for like a big finale. And that's when the women start. So you capture the attention of all these, you know, excited fans and the global audience, and you introduce them to the magic of women's racing and you launch from there. And then so that's the first stage. And then seven stages after that, which I think is like kind of ideal, because uh, the Monday after the Tour de France, everybody's like, you know, in Europe is like, <laughs> what do we do? Wait, Oh, We got to go back to work. You know, I mean, I think it's like, I think it gives the, the race the best chance of success in terms of, of people really getting behind it and, and just tuning in.
2: Do we get to know these characters leading into that? Is there going to be any programming
3: during the men's race to? Yeah, you'll see a lot. Like you'll see some of our content. I mean, everybody's doing content. Liv is doing an awesome podcast mm-hmm. on the white Jersey. Um, I mean, there is, there's so much like kind of profiling because people we want to we we just want to shine a light on the on the women's pro peloton because there's so much personality there's so much depth there are so many interesting stories and it's just great racing so you're really seeing like I mean I can't tell you how many people I've been approached by this year till I kind of like like fun different content projects on like little mini videos and, and profiles and storytelling around it, because it's such a big moment, like you cannot underestimate this moment. And I want people as much as possible to go in kind of knowing some of the names, knowing the teams, mm-hmm. you know, starting to to tap into it, because I, I'll, I'll tell you, like this year is I've never been able to watch more women's cycling. It's been so much fun. It's just so much more broadcasting. Like I feel like I know the team's pretty inside out because I've just been able to watch so much more and the racing is great. You know, like, it's just, it's like the best it's ever been because there's been, you know, some really steady investment uh, and development over the last couple of years that that has now like gotten to a really exciting stage where you do have like the real, like the real depth, the real teamwork, the real, you know, just for some really dynamic, great entertainment for the races. So I've been glued to my TV on uh, on weekends. It's great. Like, that's uh, my biggest fear about the, going to the Tour de France Femme X Swift, is, like, I'm going to be pulled in a lot of directions. I'm representing Zwift, and it's great. But I'm like, I just want to watch the race. <laughs> Let me watch the race. <laughs> They're going to be like, Kate, hey, get it. you like, going to be, like, stuck in a corner over there, like, glued to a TV. It's so awesome. I mean, the personalities, too. Like I mean, women racers, they have, they have so much dimension, honestly. Yes. Like, they... You know, they, like, it, it, a lot of the men's peloton, all they did was race their bikes. And women come from other sports. They have kids. They have careers. They have advanced degrees. We know this. And, like, the storytelling, the, I've always said that women women cyclists are the best ambassadors. They are such incredible representatives for the sport. They're so, uh, they've, they've lived so much life. And they've had to work so hard for every dollar, for every race win. That, um, you know, it's like all we can do just to shine a light on what they're doing already, yeah. you know?
2: And I, I mean, honestly, I've gotten to be, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have gotten to see so many of these amazing women in person and whatnot, but it, it is like what you said is so true. And I wonder if that's even why that community aspect on the women's side, that social piece on the women's side is so much more deep just yeah. because it's just not bike racing. Like there's, there's a, a lot more talent and there's such a, there's such an appreciation for community and fan support and all of that, because it's all had to be earned just a yep. little bit more, you
3: know? Yeah. Uh, what, and once, once like fans start to learn these stories and get to know the riders, it's going to blow up. Honestly, like I get, like I really, I'm so excited if it doesn't, we're stupid. (laughs) No, I know I'm betting on the right horse. I am betting on the right horse. Like this is, I think, I, I think that women's cycling offers what like the, like such an exciting future for, for, you know, for viewership, for sponsorship, you know, for race formats, for, you know, for, you know, just. They they just bring so much personality, so much character to the racing, and uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait. I just really can't wait to see what happens at the tour. And there's just so much content being built around it. It's going to be uh, great. Yeah.
1: Can you give us a little crash course if people have never watched the tour, if they're not familiar yeah. with kind of some of the traditions and the different jerseys and sure like what the stages mean in the different state? Can you just give us a little cra- like crash course so we know?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So for, for the, the Tour de France, it's going to be eight stages. They range from like about 90 K to like, I think 175 K. And um, each stage is a race in itself, but then you have the overall, what we call the GC, the general classification. You also have a team classification, a sprint classification, a young rider classification and a climber QOM uh, classification. So every day, you award four jerseys. You award um, the uh, the winner of the stage. You award uh, the winner of the mountains classification will be in a polka dot jersey. You award and the winner. Sorry, the, the leader of the race is always in the yellow, the maillot Jean. And so they will always be in the yellow jersey. So whoever has the best time. So if they do three stages, whoever has the best time over those three stages will be in the yellow jersey. The sprint jersey and the mountains jersey. with the sprint jersey is green and the mountain jersey is polka dot, those are awarded on points in uh, different segments within each stage. So each stage will have a couple sprints or a uh, some climb points. So like there'll be like a, a QOM segment. So it's there's like all these races within the race, which makes the Tour de France so exciting. And then you have the white jersey, which I believe is U twenty six. Um, so the, the best rider under 26, I think it might be 23 for the room. I double check that, but, um, so you have all these races within the race. And then you also even have a team classification, the best team time. So it's really fun. It makes, it makes it very exciting to watch. Um, it may, you, you see a lot of heroic kind of moments like with, because within the race, there'll be like a sprint points. And all of a sudden, like the Peloton is charging towards like a line in the middle of the race to get those sprint points. So um, the overall winner is that yellow jersey. So the person, uh, the the rider that has the best time over the eight stages is going to be really hard fought. That is the piece de resistance. But to win any of those jerseys is a massive honor. Um, And and any stage as well. You could win a stage and not win any jersey. So it's kind of wild. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite things too. So we, as, as the title sponsors, um, Zwift gets to present the stage medal each day, which I'm really excited about. And I'll be doing that in Paris, which is I'm probably going to fall over from excitement. But the other really fun thing, do you guys know anything about what is given out at the podium at the men's tour?
1: That's a
3: lion, a, lion and uh, the lion. flowers. Uh, Yeah. A giant stuffed lion. Mm -hmm. And I always like, I was like, what is this lion? I mean, I love it. It's like, it's an iconic piece of like the Tour de France. Like one of those, another like, you know, thing that they do. And the lion is um, LCL is a, is a bank, I think credit Lyon or something. And that's Mm -hmm. the, the the mascot is the lion. So they get a lion. Well, we have the best mascot ever in Zwift. And (laughs) I'm so excited to give it out on the podium so in Zwift, our mascot from the beginning, I'm, I'm not sure why, but it's a squirrel. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I've got the sticker. It's, yeah. You see it. So we um, will have I, a stuffed squirrel. I thought it squirrel. was a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. It does look a little beaverish. Um, but I, one of my jobs among many other exciting things is to get a, a stuffed custom squirrel made to hand to the winner of each stage. And I'm oh thrilled God. about My that. dog would love you i know no so this is funny when i first got a sample in when i got a sample in i opened it up in like my living room and i have a great dane that loves toys (laughs) and i pull out the squirrel and he comes right i'm like no it's not for you it's not yours you gotta win a stage so yeah i have to get bruce like another squirrel toy but um that's and the best part is you guys i I went next level and i got a squirrel a custom squirrel that's gonna be wearing a cap That's amazing! <laughs> I can't wait to see the pictures of that. She's gonna be wearing a little cycling cap, and it's like that's. I. It's like one of my favorite parts of this this crazy project.
2: As crazy as this sound. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's so funny because I'm sitting here thinking, this is so flipping exciting,
3: mm-hmm. and it's 2022. <laughs> I was just saying this to. I was talking to somebody earlier this week, and I'm like. It's so awesome, but it's great. It's absolutely insane, that it's 2022, and this is happening. Um, this race has happened since 1903. Um, cycling but, has a ways to go. Uh, uh, I will tell you, we are making up ground fast. Yeah. I, I, I,
2: I do believe that we've made some big leaps. You know, a, a lot of distance to go. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. It reminds me, I had a, a, a bank here asked me to be on their board of directors a few years ago, and. And then informed me that I was the first female in Emporia to be on any bank board that wasn't like related to (sighs) the board's president or something, and like it, they were saying it like it was a very good thing, and I was like, "Yeah, it's 2017. It's crazy. How am I the first woman? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but with like the work that
3: you're doing, the work that you're doing, like, uh, you know, it's, I, I think." There I, I believe in a very bright future for, for cycling. I'm seeing so much more diversity, so much more um, you know, coverage for uh, you know, men and women. And it's I think there's some really important changes being made. But my mm-hmm. God, this this sport is one of the last to really come around. It's um, I come from basketball and I'm like you know, we had a WNBA and then the golf. <laughs> oh my god. So but think all I, I, I really truly believe that the you know the uh, the ability for people to just see it and to take it in to get to know the person. I've even said that Instagram has been one of the best things that ever happened to women cycling because they could take over their own marketing and women in cycling are awesome and exciting and dynamic and have so much personality and stories and and are willing to share that and they could kind of you know they could go find their own sponsors and it's been a really good thing as far as like, you know uh introducing these incredible women cycling women, women cyclists to the public and just to to build fans you know through that platform because they could do it on their own yeah
1: well, that's been the big conversation even with um when they lift the regulations on the co- collegiate mm-hmm. athletes and they're finding oh that the God. women are actually able to build more fans because they already yeah. were kind of scrappy and knew how to do it and were a lot more entrepreneurial yeah. And so now that it, it's not yeah. on the college to just like build the fan for them that they can do it and mm-hmm. get paid for it.
3: These things are huge moments, even like Angel City being a women owned team and like doing things differently. Mm-hmm. It's changing fast. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, I, I, I this is the right time and it's going to, you know, the trajectory is so much, you know, it's a it, it's so much sh- sh- Deeper and exciting. Like it's not um, you know, we were kind of crawling along like begging for a stage, and now it's like, okay, like, yeah. this is the real deal. Let's, let's go. Well,
1: i is- oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. you go. <laughs> I, I, I want to know, like, oh. I mean,
2: I think obviously one of the best things that we can do <laughs> is make sure we're all <laughs> watching.
3: You watch the pen.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we gotta watch, right? Yep. I mean, we gotta watch, we gotta follow these women on Instagram.
3: You do, uh, yes. Follow the teams, know. follow the women, get excited. And I, I tell everybody, anybody I send a cap to, I'm like, tell 10 friends, tell 10 friends to watch, tell 10 friends this is going on. Um, it's great sport, you know. Women's sport is not a charity, women's like cycling is not a charity, it's like it's just great entertainment, it's great racing with phenomenal athletes and um you know all they need is just you know the a little bit of light on it you know to make sure that people know what's going on and and get to get to really you know invest in you know uh the wonderful energy and and racing that they bring it's how how can we do some cool
2: like watch parties and
3: I, I will like I'm anything. telling you yeah hold a host of watch party i'll send you a box at caps and, uh, get people excited and just, you know, and, and hang out and watch the race. And, you know, it, you know, a bunch of people just get exposed to how much fun it is, uh, you know, and, and I love teaching people. I love watching bike races with also people that maybe haven't watched a lot of bike races. Cause when I first watched a bike race, I'm like, why isn't somebody just like charging off the front going to win the race? <laughs> and you learn that what a, like, you know, what a, a phenomenally tactical and, um, a thrilling sport it is. It's like a chess match within a, you know, uh, you know, a NASCAR race and <laughs> there's so much it's strategy
1: nuts. to it when you start it's watching a, it oh, and you start so to understand exciting. and why are they doing this and because I used to watch, Good. Like, just would get addicted and watch the tour every day and I'm like, why am I watching? Those before I, I even road. I was like, why am I know. watching this? But it's just, it's like one of those things that's so just interesting. Um, well, speak. How do people watch it? Like, where is it going to be broadcast? Like,
3: yeah, it's going to be super it... widely broadcast. I, I feel like, oh my God, two and a half hours a day, 190 countries. Most of the, the major um, broadcasters for cycling um, will be um, hosting it. Um, there will be on, on Zwift.com backslash watch the Femme. Um, you can find out, like, we'll, we'll have a link to the latest because, like, we're, we're just learning all the broadcast schedules now. Um, but like Peacock in the U S is going to be showing it NBC, um, and, uh, Eurosport SBS. I mean, it's going to be very widely covered and if you want to watch it, you're going to be able to watch it pretty easily. So, yeah, so definitely stay tuned. You can check out the Twitter friends, done, uh, site Twitter friends, done, like Swift site or Zwift.com watch the film. Awesome.
1: You look like you want the question, Christy. I just, I'm thinking, Christy's coming up with ideas. You're going to be in Europe. You should go, and I'll give you the Girls from Gravel Instagram account, and you can do live.
2: You you know that literally Michelle's getting married on. It
1: goes for eight days.
2: So wait, who is Michelle? She's a good friend of mine. She's getting married in Ireland on the 25th. Oh, that's awesome! You can be in France on the 26th. (laughs) I could be in France on the 27th. Yeah.
3: Do it's I want ter- it? It's not a terrible idea. Cato like. It's not a terrible go. idea. I mean cuz then you're going to be in the stages like that go through like northern France and You can drink your wine right, in France. Uh, yep. There's a lot of wine drinking. Yep.
2: It's not a terrible idea. It's That's not. Cool. I wonder if I can change my flight instead of leaving Dublin.
3: Yeah. You should think about it. All
2: right. Let's I'm, see I'm if we can get Christi-
1: Christina France. Okay. Um so <laughs> Christina Nebraska t-shirt. And you're crowned <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> workout, uh, <laughs> flash dance shirt. <laughs> um, well, Kate, is there anything else that you'd want our audience to know about this event or why you think like, this is the time for women's cycling or any of those things? You're obviously passionate about it.
3: I know. I just love it. I've, I've met so many of the women. I race myself. Um, it's just a great sport and they're, uh, and it's a hard sport and, it's a thrilling sport to watch. I mean, to know what, I, like, I, I know, like, a, a, a fragment of what they put their bodies through and their heads through. And, like, it is just a gorgeous sport. And they're, uh, you know, the, the talent has never been deeper than it is right now. Um, the women's kits are way better. I'm just saying, like, it's like the, the, uh, the actual style is so good. It's really fun to watch. It's one of the reasons I love cycling, too. Is there's so much expression. There's so much color in it and it's just it's fun to watch and this is a huge moment not in women's cycling not in cycling but in sport um it's just it th- these are the times that you know that that change things and um i i think everybody even if you're not a cyclist like just like you know try you know like tune in and just see a moment that is you know really changing the game and and building a bright future you know because Sport is for everyone. And it's uh, it's about time that cycling reached this point, but it's going to be great. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be nonstop action. Like women's racing is um, because the distances is slightly um, shorter than the men's. It's more action packed. So it's going to be fireworks from start to finish. Um, you'll see some heroic moments. You'll see some uh, unfortunately, Epic crashes probably, and there's gravel and there's champagne and there's a podium squirrel. So, like, what else do you want from a sporting event? Podium squirrel. Podium squirrel. <laughs>
2: That's the name of the podcast. Oh my God. We have got the name the <laughs> I've podcast. Already said, no, no, I've
3: already said if I start any company, it's going to be called Podium Squirrel. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Podium yeah, squirrel. <laughs> it's a really exciting time. So, I, I just want everybody to tell people that this is going on you know and just that that you know it's it's uh the cycling is like the oldest sport it is like you know it's been going on for so long and it's been you know it's such a global sport and for you know women to finally get this stage that they deserve um is a big moment and uh everybody should know about it and at least be you know uh it's you know tuned in at some level or you know sharing yeah. Well,
1: thank you for all you've done. It's obvious you've had a big role in pushing this forward, not only in sweat, like within your company, but bringing this yeah. to a national oh, I love stage. It. I love
3: this is passion project, at, you know, and also the most exciting moment of my career. So it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. Thank
2: Amazing. God they picked a woman to lead it. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah.
1: Nobody's going to mansplain to you how to
3: pick a podium squirrel. So here's what we should do. Um, okay. It's the well, best you place guys for- keep doing what you're doing, because, you know, when women get together, magic happens in sport, especially, and it's a great time, you know, to be promoting women's sport and to be, you know, building, building fans. And, and you're doing a great job of that. So that's awesome.
1: Well, thanks. We like it when people compliment us on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, where's the is the best place to follow on Zwift? Like do you have your own Instagram handle for this? Or will there just be a little We lot don't of have our own around? so there's
3: a fun hashtag watch the Fem. Okay. Which um follow that hashtag. Um so it's watch the thumb and thumb is spelled F-E-M-M-E-S, the French way. So that means that you know, watch the women and um yeah, and you could definitely follow just, you know, go Zwift too on Instagram because it'll point to that a lot and you'll see all the latest, but um yeah and and follow the teams follow the riders get invested because it's a really really fun scene. Awesome. And future anybody, cycling
1: if anybody wants to connect with you is there a way to do that?
3: Um you find me mean, find me on Instagram honestly it's my it's my full name Kate Barano, uh B E R O N N E A U and you're you know definitely follow me I'm going to uh give us all the, the behind the scenes I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it uh, behind the scenes. Um, I know Allie's doing a, a little bit of a podcasting at the event, I think with Lance, which even like Lance is covering this guys. this is how big this is.
1: <laughs> even Lance, <laughs> um, of course.
3: <laughs> no, but, um, so, you know, I think, uh, there's going to be some great content around the race. So. Um, you know, kind of tune in, just follow. You can follow on so many different, you know, media sites and stuff to to see what what the action is every day, and, and definitely watch the race.
1: Oh, I'm super excited, I'm excited about excited. that. Now. Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, thank you awesome. for joining us today, Kate.
3: Such a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast.